What up, what up, everyone? This is DJ Quest One. You're listening to the Drive Podcast. Thank you for listening to the last episode of What Hip Hop Means to Me Part One. This is What Hip Hop Means to Me Part Two. And thanks for everyone listening. Uh, I want to say um, a round of applause. listening uh and, tr- and reviving this podcast you know uh, i had been slacking and i apologize for slacking the last couple of years work you know life love everything gets involved sometimes and it takes your time so i have time to do this podcast and i'll keep bringing you more stories and you listen tell your friends to share you know, and just keep it growing, keep it growing. I, I had more listeners. And of course, if you're not consistent with anything, it goes away, right? So uh, uh, I didn't exactly say what hip hop means to me. Hip hop means to me is is art expression. And it's, it's our story, you know, the urban community, the Hispanics and blacks, you know, the African-Americans, the Chicanos, you know, the Puerto Ricans. I felt like it's our thing, and a lot of people say, "Well, you know, it's mostly predominantly black folks," but that's not true. We've been we've been there since the start. DJ Charlie Charlie Chase, it was a Puerto Rican DJ back in the days, you know. So there's always that misconception, and brown and, and brown, you know, brown and black have always been, you know, they've always got along. Uh, some places they don't, you know. There's some cities and states that in Texas we're all good. We don't really. You know, there's not like that, but I don't know how it is in others in other states. I know that California at one point it was fine. I don't know how it is in LA, you know, or Chicago. You know, there's there's there's, there's certain there's certain places, but th- but this music brings us together. You know, at concerts and, and you know shows and, and DJ venues, you know, people DJing and having a good time. That's what hip hop's about. Until corporate got involved and just, you know, pretty much made it to where it's just about rap music and it's not forgetting about the DJ you know it started with the DJ the DJ was the main guy from from hip hop a lot of people don't know that that the DJ was the main guy to start the party off then the MC came later rap came later first it was hip hop started with DJ Cool Herc and DJ Hollywood they would go and they would take out the big old speakers and DJ and with two turntables they would they would call what was called breakbeats giving you a little bit of history and 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 these these DJs should be in the Hall of Fame because they created it. I'm not taking anything away from NWA, you know, and all the other groups that made it, but those guys should automatically be in the in the Hall of Fame because they created a genre. Without them, think about it. Or people don't even know DJ uh, Theodore Wiz- Theodore Wizard, right? He created the scratch. Okay, so like. All these guys that did what they did to create this culture, which is four elements, okay? Hip-hop is four elements. It's not just rap. It's DJing, right? It's graffiti and breaking, b-boying, okay? So I just want to give a shout-out to those pioneer DJs that paved the way, you know? Uh, DJ Grandmaster Flash, DJ Charlie Chase, you know, all these people. Grand Grand Wizard Theodore, that's that's his name. There you go. Got it wrong. Grand Wizard Theodore. Those guys, DJ Hollywood, DJ Cohort. Without those guys, again, there's no hip hop. Okay, bottom line, 
it's not born because they started the parties and then of course it evolved from rapping and then of course they started getting commercial and before you knew it and people were saying it's a fad it's not gonna last long it's, it's a disco thing well bull crap it's it's still here 50 years later right okay so um <clears throat> excuse me okay so the the one thing i have to say about about uh of hip-hop it's it's it, it means a lot and so i didn't finish saying you know what what happened with tyson i completely went to a different uh my friend anthony his aka tyson because he was knocking he was knocking food's heads off when we were boxing so um we were in a. We were going to the mall back in the days. You can just catch the bus, and, and and we lived really close to downtown. We lived in the east side of town, so I grew up with predominantly black folks back in the day. That's how also I I, I embraced the love of hip hop because they were always blasting it. Neighbors across the street, the neighbors behind me, and um, I got into it right. And of course, my friends as influences. So Tyson, um, Tyson and I didn't have any money. We probably had like three bucks. And you can listen to some of the previous episode about Tilt and my cousin and I and going into adventures, going to the mall broke. But you got to go to season, uh, I think that's 2018 or 19. Um, so we, the, so Juice came out in 1992, right? The movie Juice. And I loved it. I was like, this is this is the shit. So when um, that movie came out, there's a song from Cypress Hill. Let's see if you guys remember. Uh, I could just kill a man, right? And this is this is the song right here, right? So let me see here if you can hear it, right? So I was like, at the end of Juice, at the end of Juice, it, it, it's on there, right? And I'm like, oh man, this is this song so fucking dope, right? And I was like, who is that, right? Well then. Rap City comes out, right? Comes out, and then um, uh, uh, that song comes out. I was like, "The Cypress Hill." I was like, "Okay, okay." And I thought they were from New York because the video shot in New York. And B Roll even said it uh, not too long ago on the Tiny Desk concert series on YouTube that they shot it in Red Hook, Brooklyn, and they shot it in different places in Manhattan. And I was like, because I thought they were from New York, but I saw Ice Cube. Come to find out, they're from the West Coast. So when Tyson and I went to the mall, a guy, I think his name was Danny or something, or it could have been Eddie. What was it? I can't remember his name, but he was he was also a, a gym mate. He would go to the gym. And he was probably, he was older than us. He was already driving. He was with his girlfriend, and he honked at us. He's like, where y'all going? I said, well, we're going back home. He goes, get in. We'll get, I'll give you all a ride. And he and he uh, he's bumping that Cypress Hill. And I was like, oh, man. I said, I've been looking. I haven't been able to buy, find the tape. He goes, oh, yeah, man. Because he was already, I think, 18 or 19 at the time. He goes, oh, yeah, I went to the store and buy it. And I was a kid. They weren't going to sell me that unless I went to the flea market to buy, to buy the bootleg. So um, I was like, man, that's so dope. And I was listening to Latin lingo. And I was like, oh, my God, that's such a great song, right? And uh, all the, of the album. And um, he was listening to it, and I was like, this is, he goes, this is also Cypress Hill. And they were doing, you know, um, Spanglish, right? And I was like, oh, man, this is so great. So I said, man, you let me borrow the tape. He looked at me. He's like, man, I just got it. You know, and I was like, oh, man. It's this song right here. Right? And I was like, oh, man, I had to get this. I had to get this tape, Right? Because it's spank, it's it's actually he's uh, it's Sindog rapping in Spanish, 
I'm like, oh man, that's so dope, right? I was like, cause you know me being a Latino. So it's Spanish, right? So, so he, you know, he's with his that his brother is Melomaneso and Mentirosa. So um, he he didn't let me borrow it. So uh, a couple of weeks later, I went to the gym, and this other guy was a big hip hop head. You would never thought he was a skinny older man in his twenties. I figured he'd probably like rock, but he was a big hip hop head. And and he's like, "You like rap?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, man." He goes, "I've been looking, I've been looking for that Cypress Hill tape." And this is me going into the sixth grade, '92, summer '92. And uh, he goes, "I got." He goes, "I have that tape. Okay, I'll let you have it." He gave me a choice. He gave me that one or the Ice Cube. Uh, I, I think it was um, "America's Most Wanted," and I picked that one. I was like, "I want that one." And so he had. I, I think he had just gotten it, but he gave it to me, and I was like, "Thank you." I said, "I can make a copy and give it back to you." He goes, "No, don't worry about it." So there I am going to school, showing off people like I got the new Cypress Hill. Everyone wanted to borrow that tape. I was like, "Let me borrow it." I'm like, "No, nah, I ain't." Let-. So Eric was a friend of mine in fifth grade before I was going into sixth grade, and he borrowed it. But the but then he he tried to act like he lost it because he wanted it, and I was like, "Man, like I put it in your locker." Back then we had lockers. And I go, it's not in there. And I guess he probably felt guilty because he was going to take it. But all he had to do is tell me, and I would have made him a copy. He knew I knew a lot about it. And it was DJ Quick that also dropped that summer, Arrested Development, you know, um, that song, Everyday People. And and, and, and so the, so when I saw Juice, going back to Juice, is when I first saw the scratch form, the scratch uh, technique. I thought it was a different technique. You know, but they used two turntables and a and a mixer. And I also had a friend named Van who let me borrow that movie House Party. So you know, sixth grade it was hard. It was it was it was a transition, like a lot of kids that go into sixth grade, and it's just different. You know, you have different classes, you have different kids you don't know, and and, and my connection with the people that I didn't know was music, and they always asked me. You know, so I was I guess I was always a walking hip hop head back then. Hey, when is this dropping? Do you have this tape? Tell me about Farside and and tell me about you know uh, Rakim and I'm like yeah yeah this and that so I wouldn't get picked on, but other kids would. But it's I was I guess I was the guy. I tried making mixtapes. See, see back then for all the people that are listening that that were before uh, cassette tapes that did, were after cassette tapes and just knew about streaming platforms or or CDs. So back in the days you would get a d- different tapes. And shout out to my cousin Carlos because I let him, I let him, um, I let him a copy. Actually, I think I might have gave him the Cypress Hill tape because I had two of them. I had, a, I actually bought the bootleg one and I had the original one. I gave it to him. He let me borrow EPMD, uh, business as usual or back to business. I think with L, it has LL Cool J on it with uh, the Rampage song, that album. He let me borrow um, what else? Scarface. I think he had Scarface, The Diary, and so I had all these tapes. And, and and so what I try to do is I try to make mixtapes, but it's so hard because you have to rewind, you have to press forward, and, and then just getting the right song. So you would make it on one tape. It would take a while to make it, okay, because you would have to listen to the whole song. You just can't make a mixtape like now, go on iTunes and make a playlist. It wasn't like that. So I, I got along with everyone in, in, in that in that manner, and... and um, and it was fun, you know, and I remember, you know, Spice One, Two Short, Kid Frost, Gangstar, Daily Operation, MC Ren, um, and then LS, LSOB, Homies. 
uh, I don't know if you guys remember that song from um, which is Lighter Shade of Brown, uh, and I remember bumping bumping it right, and I was like, yeah, this is this is this is this is the shit right here, and um, I used to I always thought like, man, I want to do that, you know, and I when I grew up, you know, so it was, it was this song. Rest in peace to T D double X. D T double T no D double T X. He he passed away in Vegas. Just came back from Vegas. I went to uh the Super Bowl festivities over there. I didn't go to the game, it was too much. I can't afford that. But I did go to uh some some festivities on there. And um it was fun. I'll I'll talk about that on my next podcast, on my next episode. But um going back to, to the love of hip hop, um that 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 summer, it was also this song that was all over the radio, and I was like, "Yo, that song is the shit," and um, because th- there was one call from Rums and Effects. So, see the beginning of it, the same horn. You hear it? You hear it? You hear it? So there was Rum Shaker that had the same exact beat, and there was a song later on. Um, a public enemy also had that, and then you also had um, Jay Z did it later on, and so this was this was West Coast stuff. So I had that, and I was like, I was like, so there, you know, there was stations. It was like uh, Power Night six point one, and then there was, and then there was ninety point one KSYM. The college radio, and they would play like rap songs, and there was an it was crazy. There was an El Paso, um, there was an El Paso uh, that I would be able to catch on my stereo, and they would play like all kinds of rap, and I remember hearing "Bite the Bullet" on there, and it was from Kid Frost, and it's from the movie "Bite the Bullet," or no, it's called "The Gunman." The it's Mario Van Peebles and the guy that comes out on uh, Highlander. He he's on that that movie. But I remember that movie, uh, not not the movie, the song, and it was just so dope. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the shit. Uh, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I only recorded it on the tape. See, it was very hard to. I kept trying to, at, to go to to deep, you know, to the. I, I kept trying to go to um, to the mall. Or I kept trying to go to where well, I, I did go, and I went to the flea market, and no one knew what I was talking about. Because there's a new Kid Frost song. And they're like, which one? They go the East Side Story. I go, no, it's another song. But by the time seventh came in eighth grade, uh, Biggie, you know, Biggie came, you know, and Tupac, you know, was was uh, um, Dear Mama. And um, the first time I heard One More Chance from uh, from Biggie was from my uh, my friend Andre. He was across the street, he lived across the street. And let me tell you, he would bump that song every day. And I would get so tired of it. I was just fed up. And I would tell him, Andre, man, change the channel. And he didn't listen, right? This is a rare. And he would bump it all the time. And it just actually, it grew on me. I learned to love that song. It's one of my favorite songs. It's always on my playlist. But um, that song was eighth grade. I remember that, 95, going into freshman year. So that that summer was when uh, when uh, Friday came out that movie Friday and that's when I've heard I heard Funk Dubious uh, 
and um, that came out that summer, and it was the Loonies. I got five on it. That was amazing. And then sophomore year, it was like Outcast, Anconia, and 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 I remember cruising. My my cousin finally got a car, and he had a system in the back with the twelve. He was bumping um, elevators, and if you remember elevators, it was a, a me and you. It was just so dope, and the part with um, with uh, with Andre 3000's uh, part. Uh, I mean, on that elevator song was just. Amazing. They kept asking me what kind of car you drive. I know you paid. I know y'all got buku with pros from all them songs that y'all done made. And I replied that I've been going through the same thing that he has. Do I got more fans for the average map than I lose to last me to in a week? Oh my god, to end to the end of the week, I go by the beat. If you like, check it. Oh my god, so that was so amazing. And I remember cruising with my cousin Jaime. Shout out to Jaime. And and bumping this song, man. We would bump it over and over. And at the same time, it was that Tupac this song. When he was going at, at at Biggie, I never cared for the song to tell you the truth, because I knew they were friends, and it was just it's it just it's just bad. I like I knew that Ice Cube and NWA had their differences. They dissed each other. You know, you had LL Cool J versus Ice T. You had you know so many battles back then, but that was ugly, man. When he says that he did his wife, and I never cared for the song. I, I was just like, that's a bad look. Like, someone can really get hurt, and, and look what happened. You know, like, it definitely got thrown out of proportion. That was the same year, I think, the previous year of 95, or, or maybe, yeah, 95, because they had won the, art, the new artist of the year at the Source Awards. You had um, Suge Knight call out Bad Boy and, and all that, and Tupac was in jail at the time. And that's when he got out, it, everything, you know, just... And I remember being a sophomore, and, and he then. That year, uh, that summer, Tupac got killed of 96. And then when I was, um, when I was a junior uh, is when when Biggie was killed. Actually, no, actually, they, actually, it was, yeah, yeah, I was a junior and he got killed. And then, uh, you know, it, it just, it was bad. But, but, you know, the whole beef, the whole East, West Coast. And, you know, I, I was always into, like, I, I, like I said, I like Tribe Called Quest. That's how I got my name. And so when they came out with Electric Relaxation, I was uh, I was like, wait a minute here. This is this is really dope. And it kind of made me forget about all that beef and stuff. You know, like I didn't care for all that stuff. I cared for some positive hip hop. You know what I mean? This song. Right here. Let me check it out, you got me mesmerized. I remember uh, listening to this song and writing down the lyrics. You know, back then we did have internet, but we didn't have sites, you know, where you can really look for the lyrics. You kind of had to figure it out on your own. And I remember sitting in my room listening to this song and writing down the lyrics. Actually listening to the video, because I recorded the video on VHS and, and writing down Five Dogs lyrics. I like them brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, and Haitian. Uh, that one. And then, of course, Award Tour. Loved it. That that song, Men Are Marauders, or that album, Men Are Marauders, was one of my. It's one of my favorite, from beginning to end. And, and um, what else am I leaving out that I had that I had gotten Wu Tang, Wu Tang Forever. I mean, oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. And I, and my cousin had, 
Uh, when because they came out in '94, so my cousin had the tape too. He bought the Enter the Thirty Six Chambers, which is Wu Tang ain't nothing to fuck with that one. And then in freshman in freshman year, my friend had the Cuban Link one, and he wouldn't let me borrow it. I listened to it like maybe two times because it wasn't a heavy. Only Ice Cream song was on the radio, but it didn't get that much play. I remember it was mostly West Coast getting play, not that much East Coast. And I don't know if the radio delegates back in the day sided with the West Coast. Because when I would listen, you would listen to Conscience Daughters, Too Short, They Had Latitude, E-40, The Loonies, of course. And we had all the South. So all the South artists, you know, even 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 Midwest, you had like, you know, Crucial Conflict, Hey. And you had all these other artists, you know. And Texas, of course, you had Fat Pat. You had, um, of course, DJ Screw. I remember listening to Lil Kiki. And, of course, Scarface, and then you had the uh, Devin Nadu, but he was with the group called the was it the Lunatics? Or, I forgot not the Lunatics. I forgot the name of his 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 uh, hip hop. He had a hip hop group, and and um, you had like rap a lot artists, Big Mike, and then you had UGK. So we got all that. So when in, in order to listen to some of the East Coast stuff, you kind of had to go out the spectrum and look at MTV or BET on Rap City or UMTV Raps to see what they played, and. I remember the Source magazine also having a Source magazine having to find out what what artists were there, you know. But in eighth grade, um, I got into graffiti, and, 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 you know, it was bad. It was a lot of gangbanging back then, you know. That movie Colors influenced a lot of these kids, and they were like, they had Crips and Bloods, and... I, well, I would always wear blue, but I was, never, I was never in that, you know. I got along with everyone, and I tried to beef with anyone, you know, and... and <coughs> excuse me. It's one of those things that you have a memory, and I have a memory of, of people actually getting killed over shit. And there were kids over stupid colors. Like, it doesn't, it didn't make any sense. And you had L.A. gang culture. You had people moving from L.A. to, to San Antonio, and it was really bad. The Bloods and Cribs. Matter of fact, DJ Quick had a song, uh, San Antonio is just like Compton. Um, and and, and it, 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 uh, they did a show, and he got shot at. Someone got shot. DJ Quick had to leave the show. And it was this song right here that he talked about. Just like Compton. Let me see here. Off to other cities and shit. No longer just the underground hit moving things. A local nigga made good and made a name off of making takes for niggas in the hood. And now, let me tell a little story about the places that I've been to and the shit that I've been through. Like fighting and shootouts and banging and shit. All because a nigga made a hit. Yeah, so um, he talks about San Antonio and PKO uh, dissed him. You know, like, but he, DJ Quick never replied. They, they, uh, PKO was a local rap group in San Antonio. Shout out to them. Uh, and they were dope. They had a, good, a lot of good songs. And, and he never replied because he felt like he was dissing them. But I don't, I, maybe, maybe he took it wrong. Maybe they took it wrong. I thought he was giving us props, you know, but someone did get sh- someone did get shot in the face. And when I was in college, I knew someone that said he was at that show, and what, basically it was over a girl. It wasn't even it had nothing to do with DJ Quick. And then they just started shooting, and then that's when DJ Quick ducked down and they left the stage. I think they performed maybe like twenty minutes or something. He didn't even get to do a whole set. But yeah. That was that was uh, that just like Compton, but but you know I had to go out there and like find souls of mischief and like and some of my friends like like I had to go out there and bite gangstar hard to earn like I had to do my own thing to to really get away. But going back to graffiti, I started tagging. I used to tag chaos, you know C H A O S right the way you're supposed to spell it, but but uh, I started changing it to chaos to K A O S. 
so people can understand it because they kept saying what's chaos <laughs> but but um and then i started skateboarding and i never could break dance shout out to my friend shout out to ninja ninjas on the podcast i interviewed him he tours with the Globetrotters. He's he's pretty successful when it comes to, uh, you know, his 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 dance his dance got him uh, his dancing uh, b boy got him got him places, and he's doing well for himself. Shout out to him. Um, but and then shout out to my friends and then suffer. Uh, shout out to my friend suffer. He's also on here. Of art is a crime. May God forgive me. He, he's on uh, twenty twenty. Um, um, if you go check it out, shout out to him. He. Uh, you know he had a stroke and, and he's recovering and and you know he's uh, he's one of my one of my good friends and i visited him a couple of times and you know and uh, i pray for him and he i remember being a sophomore and 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 tagging and he would show me what he was doing and i would show him and he had this dope style of of, uh, of mirrors of doing 3d style it was so dope and i was like man that's so dope you got to teach me and i never really went tagging with him but in school, we knew each other, and we we liked the same music. He's like Wu Tang, and I'm like, yeah, Wu Tang. And at that time, that Raekwon bumping was bumping, and then that um, that Thirty Six Chamber, uh, what was it? Um, Old Dirty Bastard. I remember him telling me, I like Old Dirty Bastard, and I was like, yeah, he's dope. And so that's that's my, that's my my what hip hop means to me. It just means it just brings a lot of memories. And then saw in in his senior year, you know, you had. 19, I graduated in 99. You, it started getting really watered down. You had like Puff Daddy and his nonsense. And I really didn't care for Master P, to tell you the truth. Never cared for his music. I liked Mystical, but I didn't care for Master P. He just didn't catch my attention. He, he's not. I'm into lyricists. People liked it. The beats were nice, but I, it just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. And people would always ask, do you like Master P? And I'm like, nah, not really. And then 98 is when I heard SPM. I remember that. Um, uh, 98, I also heard of, um, who came out at 98? Of course, the Fuji's, uh, was it the Carnival? Was Yeah, the Carnival with uh, Wack Lift came out in 98. And, and 99, you still had L.O. Kuja doing his thing. And you had other rappers doing their things in 99. Um, uh, Inspector Deck came out with the um, Uncontrollable Substance. And so I, I collected and I started buying CDs. So like in high school... I, I I'd stepped away from the, the tapes because I had so many cassettes, and I, I started going into uh, in, into CDs. You know, you would you would do the the, the BMG. You you would pay a dollar and you get like ten CDs. So I would get all kinds of CDs, and I also liked all kinds of genres. But I, I would have punk rock, old school punk rock that I really did like, like Misfits and Social Distortion and Minor Thread. They were in tapes, so my friends would let me borrow them, and I would listen to them and record them. And and I remember having a tape of the Subhumans, and I couldn't find a CD in it. So they're from England, and I remember jamming out to it. And it was some good memories, you know. I always liked both genres very much: hip hop and or rap, rap and and punk rock. It's just underground, and they're not there to get rich, you know. And it's most especially the underground uh, music that I liked. But anyways, uh, thank you for listening to this episode, um, and tune into the next one. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have a guest, and so that way you can enjoy. All right, peace.